And we're live. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, your host for the show at Daily Confidence. We share tips, strategies, and actionable advice that you could use to boost your confidence when it comes to running your business and in different areas of business. Uh, we do a draw and we give away gifts. And if you could like, subscribe uh, to the show on whichever channel that you are watching. And basically, if you subscribe to our uh, uh, channel on Apple, Spotify, Google uh, podcast, if uh, you have questions during the show or after show, pop them in the chat box or as a comment and we'll get back to you. And or if you know a friend who could benefit from the conversation that we're having, uh, you will enter your name for the draw. I have an amazing guest today, Natalie LeFay. Welcome, Natalie. My pleasure, Mustafa. How are you? Good. I am good. And uh, today we're talking about how to juggle between family, business, and health, which is a very important topic. If you know anyone that could benefit from this conversation live, invite them to the show right now. And if you have any questions, just pop, pop them in the chat box or as a comment. So let me do the proper introduction for Natalie, and then we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation as it's about mindset and how to manage your uh the, yourself and your business and your time, family and the rest of it. So it's going to be really interesting. So uh, without further ado, Natalie is a holistic transformation coach and has been a leader in holistic health and wellness for 20 years, a mother of three boys and a yogi. Her mission is to help parents become free of their past to create their desired life by tapping into their subconscious mind, connecting with their body and aligning their mind and heart. She is a certified rapid transformational pra practitioner, forest yoga teacher, and a Huna energy healing practitioner. Welcome, Natalie. My pleasure, Mustafa. Nice to be here with you. And with Likewise. Great to have you. So where about are you? I live just outside Toronto, Canada, in a small town called Milton, Ontario. Milton, Ontario. Beautiful. What's the weather like right now? It's nice and sunny right now. It's breezy, so I have my windows open. So if you heard the siren early on, <laughs> that's a car siren outside. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Last time I was in Ontario was probably two or three years ago. And did you like it here? I loved it. We went to the um, uh, the highlight of the trip was um, Niagara Falls, which is mm -hmm. obviously an iconic place and then the wonderland uh we right. spent the whole day on in the wonderland and i rode those uh um roller coasters the, the roller coaster so many times my head was spinning like for a whole week <laughs> <laughs> you're brave riding those uh was <laughs> i was with my best friend and uh, we're both crazy about this kind of stuff so we just we just rode the um roller coaster all day basically <laughs> So, yeah. So, Natalie, what is your story? How did you get into, what's the backstory behind what you do now? Well, Mustafa, when I was just out of university, I have a commerce degree, a business degree. I started working in corporate, in large corporations, such as for the banks, CIBC. I work for Unilever Canada, for GE. 
And I was really good doing what I did, but at the end of the day, I wasn't fulfilled at all. To the yeah. point that at one point I was almost at um, crossroad, having on the verge of having a nervous breakdown, and that had to change for me. So because I couldn't imagine working like this and having a family. At that time, I was, you know. Um, still not married, not having kids, but I did want to have kids. So that set me on the path of really connecting with who I am. And so I started with um, becoming a fitness instructor and a personal trainer. And I love movement. And from there, I, um, I got into yoga because I was also um very addicted to intense exercise so it was a form of release for me huh. but i was running away from pain and i didn't understand that and when i found yoga and one yoga teacher asked me one day what is it that you're running from and that made me question what i was doing and so yoga set me on that healing path to get connected with myself and to start that journey of finding out what's inside of me. What is it that I'm feeling that I'm not wanting to feel? And so that started that journey and eventually that led me to find energy healing as well. When my dad uh, was on his deathbed, he, I was born on an island called Mauritius, which is across the world from where I am. I got to spend my last two days with him and he couldn't talk. So the only way to communicate was through energy. I could feel his energy and I knew that he could feel my energy. And that set me on this, you know, curious uh, journey of what is energy? and how we connect to each other. Like me talking to you right now, I can sense you and you can sense me and others as well. So then I started learning about energy healing and practicing that. But at the end of the day, Mustafa, I can tell you, be it I was a personal trainer, be it I was a yoga teacher, energy healer, people that came to me, there was something deeper always. And the root causes of what's causing, be it their ailment, be it that they're overweight or they have an addiction, was deeply rooted. And one day I stumbled on rapid transformational therapy and I knew that was going to be like what the tool that I've been waiting for. Awesome. Because that helps us to connect with our subconscious mind and we know how the mind is so powerful. And when we can connect with the subconscious that stores all our memories, then we can ask our subconscious, why is it that I feel the way that I feel today? And when we can understand, because unless we understand, then we can do something about it. And so helping people to guide them to understand what's the root cause, reframe that for them and help them to rewire their subconscious with the belief that they, they need today in order to reach 
the goals that they want in life or their desired lifestyle, like I call it. And so this is my path that led me now to use all of these tools that I've learned. The yoga helps to connect with the body because the body is the part of us that we can easily feel. You know, when you get hurt, you can feel that. When you have a headache, you feel that, right? And so when we can connect with the body and then connecting with the mind and then learning how to align the two of them, then we can get that sense of freedom, of peace, of knowing, and really get connected with ourselves. So this wow. is my journey in a nutshell. So as you were just saying, your, your last sentence, connecting the body and the mind, I was just, I was just, I was just, uh, I became aware of my muscles and I started relaxing. And I was getting chills in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I, I, sometime, uh, I, I'm just curious when you say your dad was halfway across the world, where about is that? Where is your family from? Um, I was born on an island called Mauritius. I don't know if you're aware of Mauritius. It's a tiny island on the east coast of South Africa. So okay. close to Madagascar. People know Madagascar usually. Yeah. And so it was a French colony and then British, and now it's been independent since 1968. So that's where I was born and I grew up on the island. And the island is very diverse, just like in Canada, because people from all over the world came to the island. It was an island that was in the middle, it's in the middle of the Indian Ocean. So back in the days, all the ships will cross the Indian Ocean and would stop there. So now that it's um, it's independent, there's a lot of people from India, from, you know, the French and the British came to colonize the island. And of course there was slavery at the beginning on the island. So it's very diverse, yeah, with regards to culture. Interesting. Now, is it now its own independent country? Is that what it is? It is, yeah. Okay, and what's it called again? Mauritius, M -A -U, Mauritius. Yeah, M A U R I T I U S. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, is it possible to have good um, health for business owners while they're working really hard? If health is important to you, which I assume when you're a business owner, you want freedom right? That's mm -hmm. why we all own our businesses, because we want that freedom. Now, if I ask you, Mustafa, if you have all the money and you're working hard and you're receiving all the money you want, but you do not have health, what good is that for you? Not good at all. Right? If you don't have a good relationship with your family, how good is that? Not good at all. You can't be on your own with a lot of money, but it doesn't really matter, I guess. Right? And when, you know, just like me, when we leave this earth, do we bring all that stuff with us? No. Right? Yeah. So, and I think at the end of the day, health is important to all of us. But the question is, if it is not a priority for you, then why is it not a priority? And now when you can ask yourself this very honest question, 
then you can get to what is it that's not allowing me to take care of myself? What beliefs that I have acquired that says, like, I can speak for women because I'm a mother and I'm a woman. And usually that's what happens when we have kids, we have a job or we, we have a business. We tend to put ourselves last. Why is that? Hmm. Right? So there are very deep beliefs that run our lives. And so therefore, that's why I'm so passionate about teaching people to become curious, to inquire. You know, the things that are important to you, get clear about that. And yes, you can have a business and you can grow your business, but along the way, be aware if you're sacrificing the most important aspects of your life. Love it. So um, over the past couple of weeks, I've been doing some personal work and I've been asking and answering questions about myself. So I'm just going to answer this question of what is important to me. I'm going to add that to that document. Mm -hmm. What are the things that are important to me? And yeah. uh, I'm going to think about it. Just knowing and being, being aware of it uh, uh, I, I think is important. Yeah, because you are the creator of your life, right? Exactly. And so you know yourself what is important to you. Hmm. And nobody um, else know that. Yeah, I think it's what happens with a lot of business owners is some of some business owners, if not all, or most of them, work really hard, like uh, 60, 80 or more hours a week. And then they wear themselves out. Mm -hmm. They don't sleep enough. They're not content. And then they, they, they get all sorts of diseases, their health, they lose their family. And some of them end up, you know, um, I guess making money, right? And achieving right. some business success. But like you mentioned, they lose their health, they lose their family, they lose their friends. And it's just ne the next thing, you know, is... Um, uh, it's not very effective. Let's mm -hmm. just put it that way. So for someone that is experiencing that, that, what tips and advice do you have uh, for someone that, that, that could balance or juggle between family, business, and uh, health? So first thing, and a lot of times what happens is that what's running us is not conscious. What do you mean by that? So... Nobody wakes up and say, this is what I'm going to do. I am working really, really hard and I'm okay sacrificing my health. And that's what I want, right? There's another um, drive behind the working hard. You know, I, I know it really well because I come from a culture that says you need to work really hard in order to become successful. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people grew up like this. So therefore, going back to, there's a belief there. And if you slow down, and what I ask people to do is just, you know, just like you and I sitting here, just take a deep breath and ask yourself, when you get up in the morning, say you're about to start your day, and you say, I have to 
work from like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. tonight, what is it that you think you will get from working that many hours a day nonstop? Hmm. That's another good question. Right? What was the question again? What is it? What is it that you think you will receive from working so hard? What is that important? What, like what? So where I'm does going, that question drive us? I will give you an example. Often it, there's a belief that I have to work hard to feel that I'm doing a good job. Right. That I'm doing my best. Uh-huh. So then if that's the case, why do you think that you're not doing your best in the first place? Mm-hmm. So you know or when I wanna I wanna show others that I'm I'm a really hardworking person. Exactly. You have to prove yourself. Right. right? To my so, customers, to my parents, to my family, to my friends. Exactly. Mm. So then we, the moment you, we do that and we say, I have to prove to others that I'm enough, that I'm, I have to prove to others that I'm successful in their eyes, you've disconnected with yourself. You're so no now longer, you're not serving yourself, you're serving others, I guess. Exactly. And when you serve others, then there's a part of you that feels, what just happened here? What about me? What about me? But understand, Mustafa, that disconnection is already there. And that disconnection, if I ask even you, for example, that disconnect, how far does that go back? You know, that I have to prove myself to others all the time. Ah. So are, you, are, we then, are we looking for the first instance that that happened? That that happened. And if I ask you right now, how far does that go back? How far would you say it goes back? Usually it goes back to childhood, right? Bingo. So a lot of who we are today, our personality, not who we truly are, We've learned that from the first seven years of life, that's when the programming happened, just like your smartphone is programmed, your computer is programmed. That first seven years of life is when a child brain is programmed. The child is absorbing everything. That's why, you know, when we say, you wanna teach your child multiple languages, teach them when they're young. You want to teach them how to play any instrument, teach them when they're young because they're like sponge. The mind is in a hypnotic trance for the first seven years of life. All children are doing is absorbing information, watching what mom, dad, teachers, elders are doing, and that's how they learn how to be in society. Well, guess what? What mom and dad and the, all the other people, how they behave, where did they learn that? From their parents. From their parents, from, you know, from generations and generations. 
And a lot of those beliefs and behaviors and habits, fast forward to being an adult today, are not serving us. Absolutely. Right? If I ask you your smartphone, your phone, how many times does it ask you to update it? A lot of times. And if you don't update it, what happens? It stays behind, then it breaks, and it gets vulnerable. And so if I ask you or anybody else listening, how many times have you updated your mind, your computer? Absolutely. So a couple of questions. So here's what I wrote down. Another question that I'm going to answer is, what belief is not serving me? And I'm going to ask that question. Now, uh, two things that came up. One is how do you, how do you, well, I guess the first step would be to identify what are the beliefs that are not serving me anymore. Yeah. And then what is the next step? How do you go about fixing or getting rid of that belief? Because I know a, a belief uh, that is embedded in your behavior or in my behavior. Exactly. Not as easy to get rid of especially if it's in my DNA and it's a generational kind of behavior and yes, it's in your subconscious. You're right. Right. And how that's why, so how we go about it. Sorry, there's a car passing by. With a lot of noise. Um, and that's where rapid transformational therapy comes in. Okay. So this is a session that we access the subconscious and we ask the subconscious specific questions related to whatever challenges you're experiencing. Say, for example, you're feeling that you're not good enough, then we ask the subconscious to come up with, you know, the first few memories of what made you develop that belief about yourself. And your subconscious will come up with it. Because oh, everything is stored there. What was the question again? What was the belief? What is, we'll ask the, the subconscious to come up with the first memories of that belief. How did that belief come to take place? Because something must have happened for you to have, to develop that belief. And the belief happens because it's, a repeated thought that keeps happening, right? Mm. And then it develops into a belief. So meaning, so for example, as a parent, right? And that's why we say, when your child made a mistake, never say you are stupid, right? Because if a child keeps hearing you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, what's gonna happen eventually? Stupid. Exactly. And I work with a lot of clients that when they go back to what caused them to believe certain things about themselves, they go back to those situations where they heard these words over and over and over. And then that become who they are, right? So in, in the session, that's what I help people do, uncover what made them come up with that belief. And also we frame those beliefs because those beliefs happen in childhood. And, you know, a child's brain is not fully developed until 
you're in your mid-20s. So meaning when you're a child or even a teenager, your brain hasn't fully developed yet. Bless you. Thank you. So when a child sees something happening and maybe didn't even hear those words, but certain circumstances happen and situation in their life, and then they put a certain meaning to it, that meaning served them when they were young. Yeah. But the meaning is no longer serving us as adults. So that's why it's important to reframe when we are the adult, we're not a child anymore. We have coping mechanism that we didn't have as a child. Right? If I ask you, when in your life are you the most helpless? What would when would that be? Are you asking me? Yeah. When was it that I was the most helpless when I was going to school? Yeah, so you were a child. No, I was at university time. But think about, okay, at university, but when are you the most helpless, meaning that you needed somebody to help you learn, teach you certain things, help so, you? See, I immigrated to Canada, and I was just here on my own. That's it. I was responsible for everything. Right. And I was I was in survival mode. So it was just me. It was just you. I had to go to school. I had to work. I had to figure out because and I, I, I wasn't born in Canada. I was born in Iran. Mm -hmm. And so I had to deal with the culture. I had to learn the language. I had to learn how to do business. So that's why when you ask me that question, that's the period for me. Now I'm probably, I, I'm sure um, uh, there are instances in my childhood where when I went to school where I needed help as well, or I was helpless. Yeah, and even a baby, right? Think about a baby when we are just born. How, mm. you know, we need mom and dad. We need a caregiver to care for us. To meet our needs. So, how, what are we? Where are we trying to get with that? With that question of when were you helpless? It's because when a child, when something happened, and you felt helpless. If the same thing happened to you today, would you be as helpless as a child? Is there a prop? Is there a, a, a right answer to that? Like, say, for example, I give you an example. Say, you're a child. And um, and you got teased at school, right, for wearing a shirt um, that, you know, had cartoon on it and, and people like other kids, you know, how they are and they are making fun of your shirt. A child, this can be very um, painful for, for a child. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, if you are now an adult and you're wearing a shirt and somebody comments on your shirt would you would that be as painful for you probably not so and that's what i mean as an adult you you have the ability to logically think and you have the ability to cope better cope better yeah you know even if somebody was running after you as a child an adult was worrying after you, 
compared to today, if somebody else was running after you, would it be the same? No. Right? You would know what to do. You would yell, you would scream, you would, you know, knock on somebody's door today. But as a child, maybe the child doesn't know that. Hmm. So so that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So that's where I mean, like, when we, when we uncover the beliefs that happen, that we develop in childhood, and we put meaning to it, there's meaning that help us then is not helping us today. And that's where the reframe comes up. And that's what I was trying to explain. That's how we do the reframing. Okay. And that's what you help people with, to reframe. Yeah. Reframe and we rewire the subconscious as well. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think there, 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 there needs to be some deep digging into the subconscious and to because all of those experiencing experiences are affecting and forming our behavior the way we think the way we make decisions mm -hmm. and the way we live basically and exactly. so it, I, I really love the what you brought up as to go back dig up what is not serving and reframe it and deal with it yeah, because today it's not about, we, we don't want to stay in the past. We want to know what to do in the present when, you know, when those habits shows up, the old habits that we know are not serving us, when they show up, we need to be able to deal with that. And so when we understand where they come from, then we can do something else about those habits. Then we can say, okay, I, I understand where that comes from. I know where that comes from. I know what to do now. What is it that I need? What is it that, you know, my body is telling me by having those strong emotions? For example, if I feel angry, like, you know, as parents, sometimes we get really impatient and angry at our children. And it's not that our children are doing it to on purpose. You know, no child ever gets up and say, I'm going to mess up with my parents today. I'm going to make their life hell, right? Didn't, that never happens. But when we get triggered as an adult, as a parent, we need to question that. What is it that I've been feeling even before my child did this thing that triggered me? So that what I do not... It? What is it that I'm feeling? That is, what is in me that made me feel like, feel the emotions when my child, say, for example, triggered me or somebody else came in or, you you know, a client of yours or anybody else that comes in your vicinity triggered you. It's not about that person. It's about what's in me. You know, when we talk about a trigger, if you look at the gun, the trigger is very small. But the ammunition inside is what comes out that explodes. Oh. So it's a reflection of what's inside. It's showing you what's inside. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, I know I've done this as a parent too and get angry at the child. Yeah. Instead of 
spending your energy on that, spend the energy on yourself and question what's in me that came out just now. I got some questions to ask myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, here's the deal with me though. When my kids do uh, stuff, it doesn't make me as angry as it makes my wife angry. And I'm just like, he's messing things up. Yeah, let him be. Let's let him do mm -hmm. his thing. It's not a big deal. But she doesn't like it. Yeah, well, being a woman, being a mother, I, I can tell you on my part, I can't speak for her, but I can yeah. maybe give you some insight is usually... Again, it comes down to if I haven't been taking care of myself, okay? Maybe it's been days. Maybe it's been weeks, uh -huh. <laughs> right? And and I've been like saying, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. And then my body can't take it anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, the children starts to act up and I was at my limit. Then, yeah, I would that's when the anger will explode and surface. Got it. So the key is there to, um, for mothers to take care of themselves. Exactly. And for, I think for fathers too. And for fathers to, to help out. And that's why, you know, if you do, you're not a single parent, then you're lucky because then you can help each other. Absolutely. Meet, because we have to meet our needs. And when we meet our needs, then we can meet our children's needs because our children depend on us, uh -huh. right? That's why they live with us. But for ourselves, we are no longer children, but a lot of us are still waiting because their needs when they were children were not met. Absolutely. Hmm. So speaking of anger and stress and uh, dealing with all this, what is the best way to manage these feelings and, and manage stress from work and children, life and business and the rest of it? Or what are some, some good ways to do it? So first of all, when you're juggling many roles, when I, even the day before, <laughs> before I go to bed, like I know tomorrow what I have. What is the most, maybe two important things for me that I have to get done family-wise? Okay, so maybe I need to take the kids to the dentist. That's, you know, I have to do that. Or I want to make sure that I'm spending time with each one of them. So that's, that's my priority. And then work, same thing. What are the things that you're working on or clients that you have to see? that you know that you have to be present with that you have to have things ready and so planning and preparation is key planning and preparation what are the top two things i need to do yes and and so asking yourself what is that priority for you right what advice do you have for people who have no clue how to prioritize and figure out what are the top two things that they must do out of 20 that I have on the list? So that's where it may not be the answer they want to hear, but sitting with themselves. Okay. Sitting with yourself, even if it's five minutes, 
And maybe you start with the aspect of your life where you're struggling the most. So say if your relationship is suffering, relationship could be with your partner or with your children. If that's what's suffering, you need to sit and, and maybe journal. That's the easiest way. Write down, you don't have to think about it, but write down what is not working. Write and down how do you feel what about is not this? working. Yeah, and how do you, what emotions are you experiencing? Are you experiencing anger? Are you frustrated? Are you sad? What is it? Oh my God, you have given me so much to work with. This has been one of the, we're, we're not even done yet. And it's, <laughs> it's been one of the better interviews that I've had for a while. So the question was, what is not working? What emotion am I I'm experiencing? Was yes. there another question in between? And then what can I do right now? What part of it? Because sometimes we make it in a big thing and that's why we put it off because it seems so big and over our head. What part of it can I can I address today? You know, even if you can't fix the problem, but what is it that I can do today that will move me closer? Love it. Love it. That will definitely give us some, some awareness as to here's what's happening. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's why I'm feeling. And yeah. all right, here's what I'm going to do. And can you give us some possible scenarios as to someone that is frustrated, worn out, they've been working 80 to 100 hours a week, and um, they feel like they're spinning their wheels and nothing, it feels like they're stuck in a swamp and nothing is working. What yeah. advice do you have for that person? So when you're stuck in that spinning wheel, right? I call uh -huh. it the hamster wheel. <laughs> it keeps yeah. going and going. Yeah. You need a pattern interrupt. Pattern because if you don't do it, the universe will do it for you. You know, how many times have we maybe got into an accident or hurt ourselves or fallen sick? That's a pattern interrupt from the universe. Absolutely. Hmm. So you need to do that own pattern interrupt and it doesn't have to be something that's going to take a lot of time. So what I tell people is throughout your day, and maybe you start with once a day for five, 10 minutes, 15, if you can afford uh -huh. 15, do something that's going to put a smile on your face. Okay, <laughs> it already brought a smile on my face just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, do something. I don't care what it is, like listening to music, go for a walk, play with your kids, you know, play basketball, whatever it is, piano, if you are an artist, paint, whatever it is for you, do something for yourself that will feel good to you. Mm. And do it at least for 30 days, every day, at least once a day. If you can afford twice a day, three times a day, do it when you feel like you need a break. But at least once a day, do it. What are some examples of things that people could do 
to bring a smile on their own face. Like I said, like it could be play music. Okay. You know, listen to your favorite music. Okay. You know, if you like going for a walk, go for a walk. If you like to, you're, you're in sports, do your favorite sports. If, you know, and if you're just playing with your kids and that makes you laugh and that's fulfilling to you, then do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? For oh. me, playing my kids definitely gives me that for sure. Yeah. And so um, can you expand more on, on pattern interrupt? Now, here's my, my, my follow-up to that. Does it have to be a shocking activity? Meaning, no. um, does have, do we have to be, does it have to be painful? No. Does it have to be um, um, like a shock? Like, you know, because here's what I'm thinking. A, a pattern interrupt because because when we get interrupted by um, universe or God or an outside event, it's sometimes not very pretty. True. But, but you know what, Mustafa? It's like that because all along you didn't listen to the signs. So that's like the big slap in the face saying, hey, wake up. Wake up because <laughs> I've been telling you. Maybe it starts with, oh, my shoulder is hurting a little bit. Yeah. Right. Oh, maybe I'm not sleeping enough. Oh, you know, it could be anything small, but then you don't, you do not listen. You keep going, keep going, keep going. So that's why you need, when the universe does it, it's painful at times. Does a couple of questions. One is, um, do we need to embrace pain on our end? And just here's here's what I the way I why I'm asking this question. I started. Are you familiar with Wim Hof? Yes. The Wim Hof? So I've been doing a Wim Hof, Hof method for the past year and a half, and I really love it. And tonight we're gonna go to a park here in Calgary, and mm -hmm. as soon as I do, wherever I find water, I dip into the water, and I I embrace the cold and the shock that it gives me. Right. Because it does a lot of good. Now. And I've been hearing from some some high achievers, like highly successful celebrity achievers, and how they're talking about embracing pain and um, make it part. Even when you're like, who was I listening to yesterday? Um, Ray Dalio, who owns Bridgewater Bank, was talking about enjoying the fall. And learning what do you have to add to is that something that people should experience and i'm going back to this pattern interrupt mm -hmm. phrase here and feel free to tell me that i'm i don't need to get stuck on this but no no that's okay because you know from what i'm hearing is you're questioning if we do have to go through those painful situations in order to interrupt the patterns right yeah. And so pain, when we feel the pain, the pain is telling us something, uh -huh. right? Pain is there to tell us that our mind and our heart are not in alignment. Our mind and heart are not in alignment. All right, perfect. Yeah. And what we want is not in alignment. 
And that's what the pain is. So any emotions that creates pain, be it is anger or sadness, right? It's pain that yep. you're feeling. So that's what it's telling you. Now, it's not about running away from the pain when it's present. So say if you feel the pain in, in your emotions, then you want to sit with it. And I think that's what that person that you were listening to, and maybe I may be wrong, is telling you that you need to go down with it. You need to feel it. You need to experience it and not run away from it. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. then there's the other pain that we think we need to inflict pain because you know what? For myself, and I didn't tell you this early on, when I got heavily into exercise, I used to run marathons. I used to lift weights. And the more intense, the better it was for me. And I was feeling so much pain on the inside that I didn't want to feel that I needed to exert physical pain to numb the pain on the inside. Oh, that is deep. And that's why the intensity had to be there for me to shut down what I was feeling. Where and when did you realize that? When how I was, did, how when did I was, you realize that you're you're shutting your inner pain up or down by adding more pain to it? Do you remember when, when it when it yes, happened? Yes, I remember because running marathon, I was torturing my body. I was in pain physically. You know, when I was running. It was painful, but I kept doing it to the point where one time I had to stop. And that's when I started going into yoga. Not to, I didn't know what was really going on then when I first started yoga. I just wanted to stretch those muscles that was so tight. But then that's when I, when I first experienced forest yoga, which is about connecting with your emotions and understanding what is really going on inside of you, that's when I realized what I was doing, that I was running away from that internal pain, emotional pain that I had in me for so long. Huh. Here's another question that I just wrote that I'm going to answer. What are my internal pains? And am I trying to numb them so the pain of feeling not good enough having to prove myself all the time that's what i did i would do you know run the marathon because that's proving that you know that i'm strong right because when i was a child i did not feel strong and so as an adult i wanted to say show the world i am strong so so, all right, so we figured out that there, you come to the realization you don't feel good about yourself, and uh, now you're trying to prove yourself. What was the next step for you? How did you go? Because I'm sure it happens with business. It has happened to me. It probably does, still does happen. Mm -hmm. What was or what is the next step for you or other people? Then it's about when you become aware, when you know what is causing your pain, 
you can't unknow it. That's a fact. And that's why sometimes people, because we are creatures of habit, right? And when we know something, we can't unknow it. And sometimes that's hold people back because they know they have to change. And sometimes we are so stuck in the habit of who we are. Mm -hmm. That's very familiar. We know how it's going to start and how it's going to end all the time. And so to interrupt that pattern, we need to now let go of those old habits. Hmm. Right. And so letting go is what's the most challenging at times because we know we have to be different now. And, you know, we don't like being different. We don't like, you know, when changes happen, a lot of people resist the change. So, so what are, go, ahead. go ahead. So what are some, 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 what tips do you have for people that want to let go of bad habits? That's when you have to really get to know what are those habits doing for you? Because they are doing something for you. Hmm. Right? Habits are there, like be it it's just, you know, daily habits, or it could be like even with addiction, with certain behaviors that you feel like you can't get rid of, and you know that in the long term it's not serving you, but you're still doing it, right? And that's because it's serving a purpose. You've learned to use it as an adaptation, to cope again with whatever it is that you've been facing. Maybe a pain in the past. Right. Maybe, um, yeah. Yeah. This is deep stuff. I really like it. It's really deep. And that's why um, rapid transformational therapy is amazing because we take about two hours to really work with somebody and, and starts to peel the layers. The love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, now, I had another question I forgot to ask, or maybe now is a good time to ask. And, and that is, we talked about shoulder pain, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs get back pain, lower back pain, knee pain, neck pain, headaches, mm -hmm. all sorts of pain, pains and discomforts around... Um, what you might call it uh, um, around business. Now, my question is, um, how do I communicate and understand that pain? Let's say that I have, let's say that I have lower back pain, right? What is the, what are some steps and, and how do I get awareness of what is the cause of this pain? And what do I need to do to deal with it? Going back to that mind and body alignment. Mm -hmm. And you, you talked about how that happens when the body and the mind are not aligned. Right. Or was it the heart and the mind? Yeah, the heart is part of the body. Right. So when you experience pain, again, pain is there for a reason. It's a good thing that you feel the pain because it's like um, your GPS telling you, oh, you've made a wrong turn. Come back. So the pain that you're experiencing is telling you that. It's saying, 
what you're doing right now or what you're thinking is not in alignment of who you are. So for example, if I'm somebody who has a lot of back pain, the back pain is part of the creativity of the, the energy center that has to do with creativity, right? So opposite uh -huh. of your back is your lower abdomen and that's where all creativity happens. And when you get blocked there, that means that somehow your creativity is shut down. And perhaps there's a belief that's not allowing that creativity to arise. Hmm. Your focus on something, like say, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, your, your finance is always, you know, at <laughs> there. You know, you're always looking at that and say you're not meeting your target or your goals. And you're focused on just that. And then you feel like you, you're stuck. And perhaps it's because part of you being an entrepreneur is allowing yourself to be creative in your own way. Love it. Love it. Now, um, another question that I wrote down for myself is, what am I doing that is not aligned with who I am? Yes. Um, Always ask the question, whatever you're thinking or whatever you're fixated on, is that true? Is what I'm thinking true or is what I'm doing through or both? Both. Oh, whatever okay. is going on in your mind, if you say, you know, Ask yourself, if I stop this, I think this is going to happen, right? Sometimes that's what happens that we're thinking. Ask yourself, is that 100% true? Can I say it's 100% true? If I don't do this, this will happen. Hmm. Hmm. If I don't work 12 hours a day, I'm going to fail at my business. Is that 100% true? That's a great question. If I if I don't do what I'm worried about, is that the end of the world? Exactly. Like if I don't answer this person, or if I if I make this phone call, if I do this thing that I'm afraid of, what are the consequences? Exactly. Right? Like what 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 could possibly go wrong if I make this phone call or if I uh, appear on stage. Right. <laughs> Which oh, you know what? A lot here. of us who are entrepreneurs also a lot happens to be like wanting everything to be perfect. Right. And so that can really drive us to of of us going very crazy about things when they are not the way we think they should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Natalie, uh, you've got a gift gift for people that are watching or listening later. Can you tell us about your gift, please? It's a, it's a meditation and it's a meditation about becoming a compassionate parent and it's becoming a compassionate parent, not only to your kids, but to yourself, because a lot of the healing that will happen when we work on ourselves is learning how to reparent ourselves because a lot of us, our needs were not met in childhood and not because our parents did not love us but just because they were like us they were stressed out they were busy um and so getting in touch with 
that part of ourselves and learning to reparent that part of ourselves so that we can now feel fulfilled and satisfied and then we can parent our children and meeting their needs. Love it. That's a really powerful uh, gift. And I think a lot of us, if not everybody, could tap into that and take advantage of it. If you wanted to um, download and get access to the Focus Productivity. Oh, uh, that's dance, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's okay. Just... So that, yeah, that's that's your husband's. That's that my husband. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I'm gonna pass. I know how that can be confusing. <laughs> I apologize. No worries. Here, I'm gonna post yours. Okay, so it's uh be a compassionate parent meditation. Yes. Uh, I apologize again. Uh it is called the being becoming a compassionate parent meditation. And to get that, you could go to nataliefay.com forward slash meditation. I'm going to spell it out if you're listening or watching. Uh, it is Nancy Apple, Tom, Helen Apple, Linda, India, Elephant, Linda, Elephant, uh, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, V as in Victor, E as in Elephant.com. nataliefay.com forward slash meditation. Go there, get access to this, and uh, looks like there's a world of um, personal development and uh, making peace with your parents and your past mm -hmm. uh, development uh, waiting for you to happen. So um, go there. I am. I know I'm gonna try this, and uh, I, I'm really, uh, really happy with the stuff that we talked about. So. That's actually a very generous gift. So thank you, Natalie. Oh, my pleasure, Mustafa. Thank you for having me. So uh, uh, let me ask you a few personal questions, if that's okay. Sure, yeah. What's a new thing that you have tried recently? I've been swimming with my kids. My, uh, my two sons, they prior to, you know, up till when we shut down, they were doing competitive swimming. So they're really good swimmers. So, and we are very, um, we are very grateful for their godmother who has a pool and we get to go there every day. And so I decided to take up swimming and I love it because I love water. I, you know, Mauritius is an island. So I always love the ocean. And so when I'm in the water with them, I usually take them at lunchtime. It's a break for me, a break from, you know, if I've been with a client and it's a great way to get me more grounded, more in touch with myself. And so that's what I've been taking up. Like they've taught me how to do breaststroke properly and freestyle. They're like always correcting me and telling me, mom, your legs needs more to be more straight. So nice. that's what I've been Love it. So it's another good, amazing way to connect with your kids and do activities yeah. together yeah. as a parent. Amazing, amazing. Um, what are your top two or three favorite books that have made a massive impact in your life or business? Um, there is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Four Agreements. 
Uh-huh. So that's a really good book. And it goes back to, you know, all these arguments that we've made when we were uh -huh. younger. And there's also A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you new know Eckhart. New Earth? Yes, A New Earth. Okay. And I there's a book by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. You Can Heal Your Life? Yeah. And yeah, so those are, and you know, even Eckhart Tolle has another book called The Power of Now as well. That's really good. And along the way of connecting with the body, I know I'm giving you more than free, but there's, a, there's a, a good book by um, Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate, When the Body Says No. When the body stays low? It says no. And the body says no. Yes. Is that more about body language? and Exactly. It's more about even people who have um, diseases. What is that saying to you? Love it. So and how, how, how is this book? Is it giving you like symptoms as to, because I know, I, I don't know if doc, Dr. Demartini, which I'm sure you know, um, I don't know if it's him or someone else that they, they they did a bunch of studies to identify what could be the sources of different kinds of pain. For example, knee pain could be there is only like a few things that cause knee pain. Is this the same type of? Um, no, Dr. Gabo Matic go really into more like even like the stories of real people experiencing um, different diseases and, you know, and inquire more into that. Love so, it. And he also has a book that he co-wrote, which is a good parent book. If you want to grab that, it's called Hold On To Your Kids. Hold On To Your Kids. Yeah, it's uh, written by Gordon Newfold and Dr. Gabo Mate. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Now, um, Natalie, if you had an ad that, that would be displayed on Facebook or Google and everyone on earth, could see your ad, what would your message be for the people of Earth? That your past doesn't define who you are and that your future is not limited from that past. That you can always create your life as of now. Even if you are older, it doesn't matter. You can start today. Don't wait if you know that you want a different life than what you've ex been experiencing up till now. Hmm. What is one piece of advice that made a massive difference in your life? Hmm. One piece of advice. And it could be something you learned. It could be something that someone gave you advice from a book, from a anywhere really i would say not to be scared to be yourself i love that tell me more about it again it's i think we grow up in thinking we should be a certain way and we are not and we can feel it uh -huh. and there's something dying in us when we suppress that part of us 
Very nice. And I think we are all here with a message. We're all here with a gift. And unless we can be who we are, we can't serve others with our message and our gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Natalie, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? <laughs> Don't be so scared. Just feel everything. Open yourself up. Because for so long, I was scared. And, and mind you, I was probably only about 27 when I started doing the work. And so I was, I find I was lucky enough to start early to get on my healing path. But at, even at 20, which was close when I left home to come to university here in Canada, I was very scared to be myself and to show who I am. So that's my advice to a 20 year old out there. Own it, be yourself. So I had I had a similar experience uh, as an immigrant to Canada when I was trying to, you know, and I, I hinted earlier about the time when I was, and I felt helpless. And uh, the moment I tried and realized that being myself works better, everything became a lot easier and and a lot of my a, a lot of my so-called canadian friends mm -hmm. were telling me that mustafa you've done a great job adopting to canada and i'm like i actually haven't done anything to adapt i'm just being myself right yeah. like, oh, that does, oh yeah good, good job so and that, that is that is great advice and um, um yeah no matter where you come from any part of the world doesn't make you a lesser than person. Yeah. You're not higher or better or more no. than other people. You're not lower. So you're and I can tell you, Mustafa, on that same thing, everybody's level is I, I got to work with people that have it all. They have it all. Meaning wise, but the stuff that they have inside is the same, right? So that shows us that no matter who you are, what is it that you're successful for? If you've made a lot of money, you have a lot of material gain inside, you're just like any other pe person. Absolutely. Um, Natalie, this has been an amazing conversation. I am sure I can easily continue for another two hours without getting bored. Um, but uh, out of interest of time, uh, we do need to wrap up. And gang, if uh, if there is any interest on, on dealing with your present self, your past self, and if you got things where you're not sure uh, how to deal with stuff in your past, stuff happening right now and do reach out to natalie as you can see and as you just experienced she is an ocean of knowledge and wisdom and um i can't wait to tap more into what she is doing and offering i am definitely going to uh get, get a hold of her gift becoming a compassionate parent meditation 
which you can find at nablilafay.com forward slash meditation. It will be, and it is in the description of the show and the podcast. So you can uh, reach out and get that. Natalie, is there anything you would like to add uh, before we wrap up that we may be... Uh... Now I would say just go out there and allow yourself to connect with your authentic self. Take the time. Be in silence. Five minutes. Starts five minutes. You can time it. Absolutely. And, and yeah, just do what you love also. Beautiful. Every day. But it's a pleasure... Mustafa, to have been on your show. Absolutely. And, likewise. Uh, I, I really had a great time. I have a couple of pages of notes. I actually ran out of space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can always reach out to me. Absolutely. <laughs> I will. And so, gang, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Natalie. Um, do reach out to Natalie and all the rest of the uh, uh, great, amazing experts that we bring to the show. If you have questions for Natalie or me, pop them in a comment uh, in the chat uh, in the chat box or the comment box uh, below or um, uh, reach out to natalielefay.com reach out to her and we'd be happy to answer your questions i'm sure she'd be more than happy to answer your questions uh again as usual if you please like and subscribe to the show if you have any comments or questions post them in there if you have a friend that could benefit from this conversation, which for me, it's like 99% of my friends uh, <laughs> could benefit from this conversation. I mean, all of us need to connect with ourselves, connect with our feeling, connect with our mind and body so that we are content and happy with who we, who we are and what we're doing. And if there is something that we're not happy about, we can address it, we can make changes and take care of it. Otherwise, it shows up in forms of pain, diseases, and uh, that's not a good and pretty spot to be in. Mm -hmm. So, and help is always there. People like Natalie are, uh, I, I love her energy. I love, I could sense how, how amazing she is with her positive mm -hmm. energy. So do reach out and um, I look forward to seeing you. And again, if there's a topic or a certain person that you would like us to bring to the show, let us know and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, people joining us. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mustafa Hosseini. You're listening to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Bye now.